How can we expand clinical education to develop the healthcare workforce we desperately need? According to our next guest, Kyle Swinsky, co-founder and CEO of AM Opportunities, it starts by equipping universities and healthcare providers with scalable infrastructure. Drawing from a passion to increase opportunities for international medical trainees, Kyle built a workforce solution that matches students to hands-on rotations while supporting host sites through technology and services. While together, we explore AMO's mission to address bottlenecks preventing schools from graduating qualified healthcare professionals, and Kyle reveals how his company augments limited teaching capacity, facilitates ideal student-site relationships, and drives strategic growth into allied health fields. Join us to hear how Kyle and the AMO team is successfully expanding clinical education to develop healthcare's workforce. Let's go. Welcome to Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli, where we highlight and speak with the innovators, the game changers, and the pioneers who are deeply passionate and relentless in solving the problems our world is facing today. This is your opportunity to connect with and learn from these leaders and to support them on their mission. Perhaps they will soon be hearing your story as well. This is Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. I look forward to having you on this journey with us. Hi, Kyle. Welcome to our podcast, my friend. Happy to be here. Thank you, Mike. Well, given your passion for creating new models for others to obtain higher education opportunities and finding ways to advocate for the global classroom, I am really excited for this important conversation today. But before we dive in, a bit of housekeeping. While listening to any of our episodes, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast so you will automatically receive episode updates in our podcast player. Simply search Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Lastly, please visit the bottom of the episode notes to connect with me on LinkedIn and Twitter in order to further the conversations occurring on this podcast. All right, Kyle, it's almost time for our community to learn how you and the AM Opportunities team are equipping universities and healthcare providers with the infrastructure needed to expand clinical education. The first What's that one piece of advice that you would give to others who are passionate about reimagining the health of our world? Well, I tell you, clinical education as well as the health of our world is about people. And I have been talking a lot about these these days where from, you know, where we just celebrated our 10-year anniversary this year. And it's all about people and people developing solutions for other people. And I think when we think about clinical education, we're software-enabled services as a company. The focus that we have to bringing people, mobilizing them to make change has been really incredible at, at AIM Opportunities. Well, God, I can't agree with you more. You know, at the end of the day, especially in healthcare, this is a people business. Whether you like it or not, you can be a tech, you know, full-on tech company or otherwise, at the end of the day, everybody that we serve in this industry is a human being, right? No matter how that looks, very important. Kyle, is that something that has been part of you know, Congratulations on the 10-year anniversary. We're going to discuss that in great detail after the commercial break. But of course, Kyle, has that been part of the culture at AM Opportunities for these past 10 plus years, making sure we keep the focus on the people that you're serving? Yeah, it really is. I think so. The business started helping international students find access to clinical education that was required for them to enter our workforce in the US. And gradually, the mission attracted a lot of incredible people to build the business over time. So, we're over 50 employees now, and every single employee is really here because they care about helping others. And obviously, we've evolved. We're helping a lot of different learners now, not just international students, but nursing students, PA students, osteopathic and medical students. 
But what's fantastic is that that focus on people has really resonated in what our product has been built to be, where we've always built software. We call ourselves software-enabled services because we don't really go out and bring you software. We bring you software that enables your people, whether it's your learners or really importantly, how we operate clinical education. Very exciting. Very exciting. Thank you for that, Kyle. Of course, you've teed us up perfectly to have an exciting and in-depth conversation about all the wonderful work happening within the AM Opportunities Camp. We're going to get after that and more after we get back to thank our community champion sponsor. Healthcare faces a paradox that echoes through generations. While the current practices that help heal patients today are vital, it is crucial to evaluate them through an environmental lens. OSHA's Responsible for Tomorrow initiative is a collection of interviews featuring influential thought leaders and industry experts like you who share their sustainability strategies, insights, and provide valuable perspectives from diverse industries to inspire innovation within the healthcare sector. OSER invites you to join this journey. Want to share your sustainability story? OSER is actively looking for partners to highlight the important and inspiring work being done around the globe. Check out OSER's Responsible for Tomorrow initiative and series at OSER.com. That's O-S-S-U-R.com or visit the episode notes and click on their link. Together and with OSER helping lead the way, let's all be responsible for tomorrow. All right, we're back with Kyle Swinsky, CEO of AM Opportunities. Kyle, this is a people business and what you and the team are doing at AM Opportunities is exactly that as well. Healthcare is all about the people. Healthcare is all about serving others. Cannot wait to hear more of how exactly you and the team are going about that at AIM Opportunities. But of course, we got to also better understand how this came to be in the first place, as you mentioned on the front end, celebrating over 10 years of being a business, an incredible, incredible milestone. Can't wait to hear how this all came to be in the first place. Then of course, talk about how things are going today within the AIM Opportunities camp, where things are heading tomorrow. Then we can't uh, let you go until we ask how we can be helping you as well. But let's first go there, Kyle. Take us back decade plus now, going back, you know, with a blast from the past, if you will. How did this come to be in the first place? What were those aha moments? Why did you do this? How did this organization, AM Opportunities, come together 10 plus years ago? Thanks, Mike. Honestly, it really started about opening doors. Over 10 years ago, I was involved with a lot of international organizational work where international students were really in need of access to healthcare education. I myself wanted to be a doctor at the time and had a lot of doctor friends that spoke to me about this. And I learned about this thing where having these blocks of training in the specialties, having months of these, especially for international students, was required for them to become a U.S. doctor. And at the time, roughly 20-25% of U.S. physicians were internationally trained. There was a, a large market for this. And Combining my personal passion for opening doors and internationalization with this opportunity, me and my co-founder really sought to build a network of clinical training sites where we found doctors that wanted to teach and open those doors to the international community. What evolved in those founding years was first scale with technology, being able to build a larger network and serve a larger population. But then third, really figuring out more about this macro problem of clinical education, which in this large market of international students was a bottleneck to that piece of the workforce. But you ultimately find out that all of healthcare workforce requires clinical education to get into the field. And that's obviously a big topic when we talk about healthcare workforce shortages. You know, when you first launched the company, you and your co-founder, Kyle, 
Was it what you thought it was going to be or was it a completely different experience? I know when I first launched my own startup, I was like, wow, this is like a real world MBA in real time. This is unbelievable how much I'm learning, how difficult it is. The highs are very high and the lows can be very low. What was it like when you first launched the company? Did it turn out what you thought it was going to be? Probably not because there's always surprises left and left and right when building a company. What was it like when you first launched it? I mean, it definitely is the quote, you know, building a plane while you're jumping off the cliff. And I think that obviously sticking to a fundamental vision and passion or mission allowed for us to steer the ship, but it definitely was brick by brick where you started with your first, then your fifth, then your 10th, your 50th, your 100th. Then we were very sensitive to scalability, especially when we built our technology and making sure that the scale of our staffing got to a team of five with the technology over the first few years. And it was a really good operating cash flow business at the time. But I think that to your question of, is it today what we expected? I think that the macro problem continues to grow more and more the more we build the solution. So I would say it definitely is more than expected. But the greatest part about it still that I think about is to the founding day, our passion for opening doors to clinical education. It may be now clinical education for the students down the street, not the one across the ocean, but it's the exact same problem, which is access to education. Well, we're going to go there in just a moment and talk about how AIM Opportunities is a solving for exactly for that, Kyle. But I have one more personal question around this. I know, at least from personal experience, the things that I learned about myself were just transformative of what uh, creating a company from thin air does to you. If you had to share with others, what was one of the biggest surprises that you learned about yourself in creating a company along the way? I always knew education was important, personal education, lifelong education, but I think over time it became more and more important. So I ultimately went back and got an evening MBA at the University of Chicago five years into the journey with the business because I needed a new toolkit for that next phase. And even after that, found more mentors, executive coaches through the years because education doesn't stop. And while I'm passionate about providing education to others, I'm also very passionate about education as a whole. So I think evolving yourself and making sure you understand that, like you said, you're getting your MBA on the the way, but also just making sure you're always educating yourself to evolve in leadership as well as how you build your business. I absolutely love it. Great piece of insight of what it's been like along the way of building the company. Let's talk about the company, Kyle. Great segue. Who is AM Opportunities? AM Opportunities is a platform that provides access to clinical education. We're a workforce solution. So when you think about the world and healthcare as it is, we've got incredibly awful shortages looming because of a lot of factors. And it's in all different sectors of healthcare, nursing especially, a lot of allied health. You see it, of course, in medicine. And What you see is a lot of schools are being developed to address that. A lot of people want to go into healthcare. You see those really competitive admission rates to medical schools. You see schools wanting to expand. But what ultimately is a big bottleneck that AMO solves is the clinical education component. And what that is, is you can go into the classroom, you can learn what it is like to be in the profession, but you have to go through the hands-on training in the profession to either graduate from that healthcare school as well as to get licensed, whether it's in your particular profession or in a state-by-state regulation. And unfortunately, to meet the demand, the the supply needs that we have in the healthcare world, you really have to scale clinical education to get there. And unfortunately, clinical education, going back to it's people-driven, it's teachers. So if you have a shortage of teachers in the workforce, 
the only way you're going to solve that is through an AM opportunities platform where we use our software and our model, our platform to democratize the education where when we come to a clinical site or a health system, we augment their clinical education capabilities. And what I mean by that is the scheduling, the admin work, getting students to, to come on the reporting days, bringing many different streams of students from many different locations, and very importantly, relying on our people to drive a lot of the student services and the clinical administrative services, because we don't have enough people to drive the scale of education in the workforce. But that's where AM Opportunities comes in and allows for us to get more learners in the workforce overall. So for the layperson, they may say, well, Kyle, why is, why is it the academic institution solving for this or delivering these needs? How would you answer that to the layperson? I would say that every academic institution is, but at scale, when they increase their enrollment numbers, they need more clinical education capacity. So a lot of times you see schools have their own academic medical centers and they'll provide a certain amount of learning opportunities. But if you increase your class size by 30 students or 100 students, that many more students that need to go into those hospitals to do their rotations to graduate. And it's not just the medical schools, it's the nursing schools. It's the speech and the audiology programs. It's the veterinarian programs. They all need these clinicals to get into the workforce. And to your question, why are all schools are doing their part, but because of the macro ecosystem, it requires a scalable platform. And in regards to that scalable platform, usually a platform means that it is either bi-sided or multi-sided. Who's on the other side of that platform in regards to the educators? It's really three-sided, if you may. There's the clinical sites with the teachers, there's the schools, and then there's the students. And all three are in this ecosystem together to train the future generation of workforce. And what has the output been like? What's the feedback that you've been receiving from those multitude of stakeholders? What has it been like for those folks? I think first and foremost, the student, they're the ones that go through the hours of training. So for them, it's most important to get them the clinical education that they need. And typically that's by particular specialties or locations near their home, particularly in nursing. You want to go back to your home state if you have an online program. So you would train. And for the student, you're very likely to work where you train. So this selection of where you train and where you go, it's career defining. For the schools, it drives their enrollment and their graduation outcomes, their outcomes. If you don't have enough clinical training capacity, you're not going to be able to graduate your students or increase your enrollment or build a new campus in a rural setting, which a lot of schools are doing importantly. And then on the educator side, the clinical side side, that's really where it's the software that we use that's important. Typical hospitals may have one administrator running all the education in that hospital or clinic. And it's a lot of documentation. It's a lot of scheduling, a lot of work. And sometimes that becomes a bottleneck to how many students we can get into a facility. So you solve all three of these sides with AMO's platform, and you start to see great outcomes. More students getting training, more students going to places that we need physicians and we need licensed professionals. And then you see the schools starting to get a more healthier ecosystem for their enrollment increases. And how do you, as a team, how do you guys go about finding those users of the platform, whether it be the educators, the health systems, medical schools, the students, or otherwise, how do you guys go about finding those users for the platform? Students, they find us a lot of times through their schools and through our brand. I mean, being around for over 10 years internationally, we were really well known. I think on the U.S. institution side, of course, we're at all the conferences. And word of mouth has been very big for us lately. 
a lot of our schools are coming to us through schools talking about us because at the end of the day, it's about our results and we're getting the students the education that they need. For our clinical institutions, healthcare providers, you know, we're obviously at the conferences there too. And they're finding us from a workforce need where when we bring you a pipeline from our schools, say you need nurses, say you need doctors, we're bringing you students that most likely want to work at your center or your clinic, your hospital in the near future. So for them, it's been more of that type of tool, but we also do pay our institutions. So the revenue model is students in schools are paying us for the education, like you pay a school, and we're paying the sites for that education. So not only is it a workforce tool, but it's also a revenue option as well. Very exciting. Kyle, of course, you know, at the end of the day, all this sounds good, but the feedback from those end users is what matters most and the results and the value that they feel they're receiving. What has the feedback been like? What have you heard along the way from those end users about engaging with AIM opportunities? Some of the latest schools we've worked with have said game-changing and life-saving because of accreditation standards. So every school, they have accreditors that require clinical capacity to keep the lights on. And they do these things such as site visits and things that they require in documentation. And we have readily available capacity in our network. So schools that needed things within a month, two months, three months, we were able to deliver that and save a lot of time and hardship. I think that's been a big thing where our schools are very happy that we're there to help them in any need. We're a bandwidth accelerator for them. For the health systems, especially after the pandemic, the feedback has been also very thankful for the assistance because, again, it's a time saver for the people that we serve. And lastly, for the students, especially the students, I mean, all the students we serve, they need us to get their clinical education. And unfortunately, a lot of times it falls on them to find it on their own. So if their school can provide it through AMO or if we can help them, you know, on our own, I mean, we get a lot of great feedback about thank you very much for allowing my career to, to continue. Very cool. Personally, I always love getting that feedback. That's what makes it so worthwhile is the folks that are using what has been built and the feedback that you receive from them. So thank you for sharing a little bit of insight of that feedback that you and the team have been receiving. Kyle, let's now take that crystal ball off the shelf. You now have, as you mentioned earlier, celebrated over 10 years of being in business, an incredible feat. What's the next 10 years have in store for the company? Going back to people and where this really all started, it all started because of workforce issues. I mean, again, international students needing to get into our workforce is such a blessing that we have so many individuals that want to serve and be in healthcare. Let's allow them to with more clinical education. And where we go in 10 years is addressing that problem more because of the shortages we see. And what's great about where AMO is today is we're serving all different types of learners. International learners are just one component of the ecosystem. And as I mentioned, in the last few years, we've really accelerated serving nearly 50 physician assistant programs around the country, nursing schools, medical schools. And what's great about this is when you come to a healthcare system, a group of providers, it's not just the international learners that we can attract to work for you or work with you. It's also the learners from the nursing segment, from the PA segment. And, and going, so where are we at in 10 years? It's addressing that further. It's making sure that we have those that want to be in serving in the healthcare field that they can get there. So I imagine that we'll be helping more learners, of course, at many more segments. But I think that value proposition really is ensuring the doors are open and that we're getting the workforce in the places that we need. Yeah, it's something that will continue to be a huge need, not just for uh, the healthcare industry, but just for 
business overall, the labor shortage is not something that's going away anytime soon. So thank you for sharing a little bit of what's going to be happening down the road for the team. I do appreciate it. We'll put the crystal ball back on the shelf for now. We'll come back to current state. This community loves to help our guests out. What's one problem, need, or question that you and the team have that our community can be helping you with? You know, the more I think about scalability, again, we're trying to open the doors for more and more. And I think that one thing we always talk about is vertical and horizontal growth. And I think, as I mentioned, the clinical training problem, it's a problem for all of healthcare. Again, going down the list, occupational therapy, physical therapy, veterinary medicine, they all have issues with their clinical training. And the question we always run into is, how fast do you scale horizontally or vertically? And it goes down to, I mean, I'm sure a lot of other entrepreneurs on your podcast know the adoption curve. And as we scale in each of these segments, nursing, PA, there's a lot of early adopters and you move really fast. But then when is it time to say, hey, it's time to go a little more to the, the next vertical versus scaling within? And you know, how do you balance those things? And I think obviously on our mind, we've got our roadmap for where we want to go in the next few years, especially next year. But it's always a question that I like to talk about with other leaders is, that conundrum of, do we continue growing within this segment this rate, or do we go to adjacent markets and start building the future? Wonderful, wonderful question for our audience and for our audience who is interested and passionate about this subject of how to critically think about scaling both horizontally and vertically, where to turn things on or where to turn things off. How do they get a hold of you to discuss some of these things that you're contemplating as a team? How do they get a hold of you, social media handles, websites, or otherwise, how do they track you down online? They can go to our website and we've got a great group of advisors that we meet regularly to discuss strategy. And there's an incredible wealth of thought leaders out there that, and we all know these problems together. I mean, we're all in this together. And I think that it's great to have people that knock on our door and want to discuss the solutions further because we're all evolving and we're all discussing what the future may look like. Well, for our listening community, just simply scroll on down into the episode notes in your favorite podcast player. The link for the AM Opportunities website will be listed there. Also, there'll be a link for Kyle's LinkedIn page where you can connect with him on LinkedIn as well. Or you can head over to our free global online community at passionatepioneers.com. There will be a post for Kyle's episode where you can leave comments, feedback, suggestions, or otherwise, as well as find those contact points online for Kyle and the AIM Opportunities team. Again, over at passionatepioneers.com. Kyle, an exciting, timely, and needed conversation. This is something that is not going away anytime soon. We need to continue to think creatively and have thought leaders just like yourself continuing to push us forward on these desperate needs in healthcare. Thank you so much for what you're doing. But before we get you out of here, we have one more piece for you. It's a fill in the blank. I'm a passionate pioneer because? Because of my patience. Definitely have to have a lot of patience, Kyle, especially after doing this for 10 plus years. And I'm sure you're already getting ready for another 10 plus years. That is something incredibly important as you continue to build sustainable business. So thank you for sharing that. And of course, again, Kyle, thank you so much for being with us today, coming onto the podcast to share with our community all the wonderful things happening in the AM Opportunities Camp and how they can get involved as well. But for now, Kyle, again, thank you so much for being with us today. Well, thank you so much, Mike. I appreciate it. Thank you for joining us today on Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. We'd love to hear your feedback about the podcast so we can continue to improve this community and to further support the pioneers being featured. Lastly, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast and invite your friends and colleagues to join us. 
This is Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. I look forward to having you back with us during our next episode. 